Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Golden City Alliance Fellowship. To all of us who are watching at home, good morning to you also. I pray that uh, you are well, and I pray that the Lord will also speak with you as much as the Lord will also speak with us this morning as we listen and meditate and feast upon His Word. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open it to Hebrews chapter 7. Verses 20 to 28. So this is the text with which we will be um, feasting on today upon God's Word. Uh, Hebrews 7, 20 to 28. And since tomorrow is officially November 1, uh, I think it's okay for me to greet you a Merry Christmas as well. No, I don't want to greet you Happy Halloween or... Uh, all, sail, all saints and all souls, but I want to greet you. Uh, in fact, I, I think I'm already uh, behind because usually September, people are already setting up their uh, um, Christmas trees and Christmas decorations at home. And um, if we really think about it, I don't know about you, but one of the things that people mostly miss as we went through the pandemic, is the fellowship in celebration and in feasting, isn't it? No? Um, if I could remember last year, December and New Year, I can uh, probably, it's safe to say that all of us had our, probably the loneliest Christmas celebration and uh, uh, New Year celebration last year and we are anticipating of the same thing this December and this new year. So lonely in a sense that there are only few of us you know, at home. It's not necessarily lonely emotionally because there are times that even if you are few, it's a much meaningful celebration, isn't it? No? Um, in fact, uh, the, I think that is one of the perks of us pastors here at GCAP and leaders here at GCAP, that even though we went through the pandemic, there are still a lot of people who invited us to uh, for marriage celebration or dedications in a celebration. And every time I would go, and this is probably one of the things that we miss the most, ang litson. No? Sa una, pirminti litson, kay daghan mag-invitation. But now, since less invitation, and we are okay with it, uh, we miss the lechon. In fact, when I would eat with some of our friends and brothers and sisters who are celebrating, many of the people would say, na, this is what I miss the most. In eating the lechon. And, uh, but I believe it's more than just that because there are a lot of celebrations also before that we went to. And even though the food is good, but the companions are, uh, we don't know. We, we don't know them. So it's not really good also to eat on your own with people that you do not know. So when it comes to feasting, it's really with the people that you are with, partnered with the food, isn't it? But I know, especially some of you who goes to Wedding uh, celebrations, um, in fact, there are a few lined up for me on November and December with which I will be officiating. And for some of you who is at that age, your batch mates, one of them or one by one are getting married. 
and you go to a wedding ceremony and you are a single person, some of you dread going to those kinds of celebration, isn't it? There would be somebody who would tell me, when will you be get married next? No? Or people would declare, you will be married next. Now, if you are dreading that kind of an, uh, a phrase, I have an advice for you. So when there's also a funeral service, funeral service, you also go. And you also say the same words to the people that told you those words. No? You will be next. <laughs> kidding aside, really, no, joke lang, okay? Um, kidding aside, celebration is a very important part of our lives because it's a way wherein uh, people can become intimate with one another and it's also a way where we can celebrate with those who are celebrating. Now the problem lang uh, is if your celebration is too grand and usually the stress falls on the host or those who are getting married. So before when I would officiate a wedding, I would really recognize uh, the, those who are getting married that are stressed. No? Uh, siguro ang na, mga bang no puti kayo niya uh, dili kayo comf comfortable because usually the the celebration are too huge and the stress falls on them but during these times starting during the pandemic i realized that um, it's probably one of the uh, beautiful mga celebrations that i went to why because it's so intimate the ambience is relaxed the um, the couple or the celebrants are in a uh, you know mood of celebration, but not too stressed because they are few. And at the same time, the intimacy is there. And for usually to those who I um, counsel in weddings or marriage counseling, I would always tell them that you are so blessed that you are having your wedding celebration now because you will not be forced to invite the people and it's okay for them if they don't invite if you don't invite them no uh, because of our situation now why are we talking about feasting no? um, we filipinos we really love to feast and we miss this no uh, rubbing shoulders with our good friends in the beach uh, sotokil, sugba, tula, kilaw, and having the um, budol fight. Because it's usually during these times that we develop a deeper relationship with one another. Isn't it? No? And we miss those times. And we are thankful to the Lord that we see uh, glimmers of hope nga makabuhat na ani soon. Because of the um, COVID-19 uh, uh, positive here in the Philippines. But more than that, this is an area where we can truly celebrate and at the same time get to a deeper kind of a relationship with one another, especially with the host. Now I'm talking about this because... Um, in the past seven chapters, we are already uh, almost at the eighth chapter. I don't want us to get sidetracked. I know we talked a lot about um, 
uh, theological stuff and things that are about the Lord Jesus Christ, of how amazing is it, He is. But there are two things, two areas, two important responses that the preacher of Hebrews wants us to understand or primarily to his audience during that time that he wants them to understand and to respond in such a way. Two things. First, in uh, uh, chapter 2 of Hebrews, the preacher of the book of Hebrews tells us to pay attention, to pay closer attention, to listen to Christ. For He is the Word incarnate. He is greater than the angels, greater than the prophets, and greater than Moses, with whom his audience during that time and the Israelites look up to as someone that is very respectable. But Jesus is way greater than Moses. So you listen to him. That's what uh, the preacher of the book of Hebrews encouraged his uh, audience. And when it comes to listening to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a bit easy for us to imagine or to picture out what this kind of response is. Because we have God's Word. We have it at home. We are able to read it at home. We are able to listen to, uh, to the preaching of God's Word here at GCAF or even in our wider groups. Regardless if it's online or offline, we are able to listen to God's Word. We are able to listen to Christ. But the second important response that the preacher of Hebrews wants us to respond as well in light of what we have heard is in the area of drawing near to Christ. This is in the last part of chapter 4. The book of uh, Hebrews tells us, because Jesus is our great high priest who can sympathize with us, you draw near to Christ. You come closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the beauty of our Lord he is not just a deity who is far off from us, who does not understand us. This is the beauty of the incarnation. Because He became one of us, He can understand us. Whatever it is that you are going through, Jesus had gone through that. And He went out of it victorious, never sinning even once. So He is able to sympathize and empathize with us, and at the same time, He could show us the way out of the temptation and out of the situation that we are all in. So the preacher of the book of Hebrews says, draw near to Christ. As you experience many obstacles in life, do not shy away or be led astray away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, draw near. Now, in drawing near, I really want us to picture uh, the concept of a feast. Kumbirah. Sabi ni saya pa. And the Lord Jesus Christ is calling all of us to come into His feast. To come into His feast. 
Because in the feast of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a lot of uh, experience there that you will never experience on other feasts. Whatever it is, material feasts that you have or whatever religious feasts that are out there, you come to the feast of the Lord Jesus Christ and we will have that kind of picture as we, uh, as we answer these three important things about uh, feasting. In fact, Jesus said this in Revelations 3.20 and many of us have memorized this verse. No? Um, during this time, uh, the writer is, or Jesus is actually talking to the church of Laodicea who have become lukewarm in their relationship with the Lord. Neither cold, neither hot. And uh, Jesus is saying that you repent from that kind of spiritual attitude. Then Jesus said this in, this, in verse 20, Here I am. If you are now in a situation spiritually that you feel stagnant, that you feel, you feel that your fire is going out in your love for the Lord and in your love for neighbors, when you feel that you have become very impatient, unkind, unloving, when you feel that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not upon you anymore, Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts, Jikaf. Not just individually, but as a church. And if anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in. He will come in. Jesus will not only stay in the living room, He will go to your dining room. And for many of us who have the kitchen and dining room at one place, Jesus will go to that room and He will eat with us and us with Him. This is a picture of intimacy, my friends. The, the song just, that we just sang to, in, here in your presence, beautiful, wonderful, matchless in every way, we can experience that when we come to the feast of the Lord in intimacy. I think this is very important because uh, especially when we invite people to come to our house, no? when we already serve them food, that is a sign of that host or that family wanting to be close to us, wanting to experience intimacy, getting to know with us, especially with food, with lechon and your favorite food. That's so amazing. You know, in South uh, Asia, um, the way they would do it is when you are invited to a South or, or an Indian home or a Pakistani home, when you usually stay in the first floor, um, it's not, you are not really that uh, close to the family yet. But when the invitation is that you go to the second floor already of the house, um, that is a sign wherein you are already very intimate with the family. So when Jesus says these words, He desires intimacy with us. And He is calling us to come to the feast, to draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ, to come. And I am inviting all of us. I will be going. Will you come with me as we draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ? And three things that I want to encourage you this morning. 
three reasons for you to come with me. To come to the Feast of Christ. In the book of Hebrews, verse, uh, chapter 7, verses 20 to 28, gives us these three reasons to draw near to our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, because Jesus is uh, serving or preparing an infinitely better feast, an incomparable kind of feast. Whatever feasting that you are able to imagine, the, the uh, literal feasting or the figurative feasting, wherein you will go to find your satisfaction, wherein you are, your thirst are quenched and your hunger is being filled, whatever it is that the world offers, either in religion or whether it's in uh, monetary gains, it's incomparable the prepared table that the Lord Jesus Christ is having for us. Verses 20 to 28 tells us these words, For inasmuch as it was not without an oath, for they indeed became priests without an oath, but he with an oath through the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are priest forever. So much the more also Jesus has become the guarantee of a perfect covenant. For the Jews during this time, the satisfaction that they have in their spiritual life has always been in the Levitical priestly system. Because it is in that system where their sins can be forgiven, where their prayers will be heard by God. Which is why even up until now, there is a wailing wall there in Jerusalem wherein the Jewish people would wail and would scream and they would put their um, prayers in a small piece of paper and put it on that part of the temple because there is no other way for them to be heard. The temple is gone. But for those who are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is an infinitely better feast than the Levitical priestly system or whatever religious priestly system in this world because he guarantees a better covenant. In Numbers chapter 18, we know that the Lord assigned the priestly, um, uh, the priestly tribe of Levi to handle the priestly uh, services and sacrifices for the people of Israel. It was assigned to them, but without an oath. But for the Lord Jesus Christ, there was an oath, an oath of priest forever. The design of the Levitical priestly system is that it is temporary. There is a time limit for that, but for the priestly uh, uh, priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no time limit. There is forever. Now, if you would look at it, the Levitical priestly system is really flawed. We look at Aaron and Miriam. I, uh, it's not Numbers 18. No, I need to edit this. It's not Numbers 18, but Aaron and Miriam's grumbling against Moses. You remember this? Where they were angry at Moses and they started to rebel because of Moses' decision to a point that the Lord had to put um, 
leprous uh, skin disease with Aaron and Miriam. Aaron uh, was the father of this priestly system. He was the very first high priest. And you will know that he is flawed as the leader or the father of this uh, priestly system. But not only that, the Levitical priestly system is flawed because of Nadab and Abihu. They are children of Aaron. They offered a strange fire in Leviticus chapter 10 to the Lord. If you would read this, it's such an amazing event because the Lord was so angry with his two priests, Nadab and Abihu, to a point that they were consumed by the fire coming out from God. Now, it is not really explicit on how they were able to, strange, uh, to, to offer a strange offering, but we know this for sure, that they have a problem with their hearts. Whether it's pride because of their status as the sons of Aaron, the priests, or any other sinful motives that they have in their heart, it was that, uh, uh, that kind of a heart that made their uh, offering strange and something that is not acceptable in front in the presence of God. And if you would also remember in Second Kings chapter 22 to 23, you remember the story of the boy king, King Josiah, where for years the priests of uh, Israel during their, their time continued to function in their priestly roles. But they have a big problem. The problem that they have is that they do not have the loss of the Lord. It was lost for years. And they didn't do anything about it. It's no problem for them. Life goes on. Religious practices goes on. And it's very dangerous, you know. Because you can actually practice religious stuff even without the guide of the Bible. And it would look the same. People would say, oh, I'm blessed with uh, the priest's encouragement. No? My sins are forgiven because I offered uh, the, the lamb and all of these animals for sacrifice. And it was that priest who offered that for me. But without the guide of the law, they lost the law of Moses. And if you think about it, we can actually do ministry during this time without the guide of the Word of God, without the Holy Spirit empowering us. And we think that we are doing well, but in truth, it's only a bunch of hot air. The Levitical priestly system is flawed. We don't put our trust in a flawed system. For many of us, I have already read a lot of political um, views from your uh, Facebook. I just want to say this. Regardless of who is there at the top, when Jesus called um, King Herod a fox, that fox is actually talking about the political system of Herod. Jesus is saying, regardless of who this person is, he may be wise as a fox, he has no, or, or um, he doesn't play any role in advancing the kingdom of God. 
regardless of who's there, the kingdom of God continues on. Regardless of who's there. So don't put a lot of effort in, do, in, in you know, um, saying this one, especially if it grieves a brother. Stop that. Because the kingdom of God will continue on regardless of who the leader is. It's not the system, it's the problem. The problem is the people within that system. We are sinful. Even if the system that we have here in the Philippines is the perfect kind of a system, but if the people within the system are sinful, kay dili manimo ma-legislate ang righteousness. You cannot legislate, legislate morality, righteousness. Priestly Leviticus system is flawed. But we have the Lord Jesus Christ. The purposes of the priestly system is fulfilled perfectly in Christ. It is fulfilled perfectly in Christ. Because of that, we have an infinitely better high priest, better than Aaron. Because he is the high priest who is not flawed, he's perfect in his character. He's not only the high priest, he is also the sacrifice. And because he is a perfect high priest and a perfect sacrifice, there is assurance, an infinitely better assurance that no matter how hard life is, or probably some of you have thought na this kind of sin that I made before, how can this be forgiven? Brothers and sisters, it can be forgiven because we have a infinitely an infinitely better high priest. As a result, we have an infinitely better assurance of a brighter tomorrow. It will lead to an infinitely better hope. How do we know that you have that hope? Is when you continue to live in faithfulness and righteousness in the Lord. Even if there's too much pressure at work, too much pressure to conform, too much pressure to just follow how the world is doing things in this world. We have hope, brothers and sisters, and it's perfect because it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you think that you have a problem in your, at home, when you have a problem that you work and in your business, do not follow the system of this world because those systems are ultimately flawed and it will fail you. Hope in the Lord. We come to the Lord because He is preparing an infinitely better feast for all of us. He wants you to be there. Will you be there? I will be there. Let us go there. Let us draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ and let us not compromise. Number two, why should we go and visit and, or a feast with the Lord Jesus Christ? Because there is a guarantee of eternal satisfaction. 
It's not, a satisfac- it's not only a satisfaction now, but it is a guarantee of eternal satisfaction. Verses 23 to 25 tells us, The former priests, on the other hand, existed in greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. But Jesus, on the other hand, because He continues forever, holds His priesthood permanently. And I want you to listen to this. I really love this verse. Verse 25. Therefore, because Jesus continues forever, therefore, He is able also to save forever those who draw near, those who would come to the feast, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Isn't this an amazing promise from the Lord? That if we come to Him, there is a salvation not only at the end of our lives, salvation from sin and death towards eternal life, but there is also salvation now from the consequences of sin and death. If you continue to live in life in the life of sin, there is a consequence of that. Your family will have a problem. You will have a miserable life. There will be consequences here on earth. But because the Lord Jesus Christ is interceding for us every day, he, we will be able to say no to the temptations by grace because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He continually saves us every day. Remember the last thought that you have. Remember the decision that you had when you were supposed to do the ungodly stuff, but you were able to do the, the, the uh, decision that is right and righteous. It was not you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who enabled you because He prays for us daily. You know, I fail many times. Some of you would text me, please pray for this, Pastor, and I tell you, there will be times that I, will, I am not consistent with my prayer. And there are times I would even sin because I said to a person, I will pray for you, but later few hours later, I would forget. Which is why I, um, I, I would usually do something like this when I would receive a text. Please pray for me. I would pause, you know, 20 to 30 seconds and just pray for that person that, who texted me so that I will not sin in, in saying that I am praying for you. Although I am sinful, I am flawed. GCAF is flawed. But we have... Jesus Christ who prays for us and He doesn't miss in praying for us. That is why there is a guarantee of eternal satisfaction. And eternity starts now, my friends. It doesn't start after we die. It starts now. And we have the guarantee of the satisfaction with the Lord. Although there will, there will be times when we come in the feast, there is no food. You know? Because of the problems, because of the things that are happening around us. But we are satisfied, not by the food, but by the words of God, but by the presence of God. Because that is our, uh, the bread 
of our spirit. He will satisfy us even through the testings and the obstacles we face in life. You know, my, my dad loves James Bond movies. Especially katong mga karaan nga James Bond movies. Um, his favorite James Bond is Sean Connery. And because my father watches James Bond movies um, most of the time, I would also watch with him. And I love those movies even up until now. Although the CGI are not you know, uh, incomparable you know, to what we have now, the gra computer graphics. But it's such a wonderful movie. There is one movie that the title is um, Diamonds Are Forever. Kasi nakakita na na Diamonds Are Forever. I really love that movie. And um, many of us would say that, no, Diamonds Are Forever. Because uh, geologists would say that ever since the creation of the world, there are already diamonds and up until now, they are still diamonds. They are forever. But recent studies of scientists actually says that diamonds are not forever. After an extremely long time, we don't really know the exact uh, time. If left alone, diamonds will actually uh, revert back to its more stable form. So, diamonds are unstable form of graphite. After an extremely long time, they'll become, you know, the lead in the pencil. That is the more stable form of graphite. After an extremely long time, it will turn into this, you know. Uh, we usually use this. The main difference is only one thing, according to uh, uh, scientists. The diamonds have four uh, molecules of atoms that are, you know, uh, um, um, closer to one another, very close to one another. But with the pencil, they only have three uh, atom molecules that are very close to one another. So one atom of molecule lang ang difference. And what can we learn about this? Well, probably simple lang. For the ladies, don't ask for diamonds anymore, no? Uh, diamonds are not forever naman, no? So if you are thinking of, no, have mercy on us, husbands. Okay, uh, it's so expensive. <laughs> we will give you pencil. You like that, no? There are a lot of pencils for you. <laughs> but um, seriously, when it comes to this world, there are a lot of things that would, present, that would present itself to us as some kind of a shiny diamond. You know, There are things in this world that are just, just so shiny and it captivates us. And we think that the satisfaction that we have uh, can, be, um, can be quenched if we just follow or pursue these diamonds that the world are offering. Whether it's a illustrious career, whether it's a house you know, that you've been dreaming, if I can only have this house, my dreams will be met and I will be satisfied. I tell you, brothers and sisters, there is no such thing in this world. Diamonds are not 
forever. Only the Lord Jesus Christ, our great high priest, is forever. And we put our trust and we pursue coming and drawing near to the Lord Jesus Christ because it's only in the Lord Jesus Christ where genuine joy and satisfaction in life could be met. So you come, join with me as we draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ, as we feast upon His presence, His goodness, and His love. He is waiting for you. Come to the Lord. The third point, my brothers and sisters, we come to the Lord Jesus Christ in feasting in His presence because we have the perfect, feast giver. It's not only the feast in itself that is infinitely better. It's not only the satisfaction that we can get that is incomparable, but the feast giver himself is what we need. His presence alone can give us the kind of joy that is incomparable to whatever it is that we have in this world. Verses 26 to 27. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest. And this is the character of our high priest. He is holy. He is innocent. He is undefiled, separated from sinners, or completely different from us, and exalted above the heaven, who does not need daily like those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the sins of people because this he did once for all when he offered up himself. You know, when we come to a feast, we would always recognize also the character of the host or the feast giver. Now, if you would come to a feast hosted by us, you would probably realize nga murag inot mani si pastor. Uh, gamay man ang litson, no? uh, or if you would <laughs> go to other feasts, you would probably realize that oh, this guy, this host is so amazing. There's so much food. There's a lot of food. We can't handle it, which is why many of us would go when we would go to that feast. We bring our with ourselves mga silupin ba no? Uh, bring house, no? And makita rabagyo na itong magbalik-balik rabagyo na, humana naman isa, oh, isulod o plastic. It's okay, kay daghan mag-food, there's a lot of food, it's okay, bring that home, give that to your dogs and, and, uh, or, or whoever who's left at home. But we will see the kind of generosity that this person has or the kind of character that he has. But the feast giver that this preacher of the book of Hebrews is saying, that he is holy, he is innocent, undefiled, completely different, separate from sinners, and exactly exalted above the heavens. And because he is perfect in his character and his holiness, he is incomparable with those priestly uh, Levites. Because when they would do sacrifices, they would sacrifice first for their sins, but for Jesus, who has no sin, he doesn't need any sacrifice. He is the spotless lamb that was slain for the forgiveness of the sins of 
people who would come to Him by grace through faith. He's the perfect feast giver. So you come, come and join, draw near to the Lord Jesus Christ in the banquet of God. There is the salad of forgiveness, you know. There is the uh, tinola of joy and satisfaction, or the bread, or for some of us who would prefer burgers, you know, the burger of life is there with the Lord Jesus Christ. So come, don't hesitate. And do not be led astray because there will also be other feasts with whom people are calling you to come and join with them. But Jesus is offering us this perfect feast for when we come, there is joy, there is intimacy and feasting upon the presence of the Lord. God says this in Isaiah 1.18, Come now! Let us reason together. Let us talk. And that's what I love and what I miss the most during feasting. Especially when the people that you are with are those brothers and sisters whom you love. No, you don't have to pretend. Bahalag na ay kiki na imungipon, buhakak gapung kag katawa. Sorry. Because there is acceptance, there is love, there is joy. And I missed that one. Hopefully next year we can have, you invite me please. <laughs> Sorry, joke lang. Um, but tininood po to, no? But I want to, you know, I want to fellowship with you and most importantly, God is calling you, says the Lord, come now. Though your sins are as, uh, are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. There is forgiveness, there is purity, there is holiness. As we feast upon God's presence, so come. And the preacher of Hebrews declared this, For the law appoints men as high priests who are weak. It's not only the Levitical priestly system who are weak and flawed. flawed. Whatever government political system or whatever system, monetary system that we have, economic system that we have in this world, these are all flawed and weak. But we have a high priest, the word of the oath, oath which came after the law, appoints a son made perfect forever. The son of God, perfect God and perfect man, he wants us to join with him in this wonderful feast. He invites us to an intimate, eternal journey that is incomparable, satisfying, and awe-inspiring. Amazing, the Lord Jesus Christ. And He is worthy of our uh, worship today. Now, that's why I love journey with GCAF. Journey with us as a church as we draw near to Christ. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to be alone in your journey through Christian life. You have brothers and sisters who, although you have missed so much, you haven't seen them for a long time, no? Long time no see. But we have each other. We journey together. We draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ where we can find perfect satisfaction, joy, even through the tough journey 
that we have. Praise God. Lastly, let me share to you a saying of one of my favorite church fathers, Polycarp. He says these words in one of his letters to, the, uh, to one of the churches. Now may the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal high priest himself, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, build you up in faith and truth and in all gentleness and in all freedom from anger and forbearance and steadfastness and patient endurance and, and, and purity. You know, sometimes we think that as we go through life, God is only concerned about the big decisions that we have in life. You know? We only think, ah, Lord, you are concerned with this decision because it's so big. Sometimes we forget that our outbursts of anger, you know, uh, our impatience that we have at home, especially when we have kids, you know, because many times our guard is often down where? At home. That is where most often our guard from the temptations and lies of Satan are off because we are in our comfort zone. It's a very comfortable place. I am the head of this house or I have my comfort here. That's why we become so relaxed and we sometimes forget that there are times when there are outbursts of anger that would come against our uh, partner, our husband, our wife. Right? When we are teaching our children, especially with math, you know, the Lord forgives me. The Lord will really forgive me. When there are uh, outbursts of impatience. But you know what? The Lord Jesus Christ, who is our eternal high priest, is not only concerned with some of the major things that you do in life, but even in the smallest things in life, your thoughts, your actions, your words, He is concerned with that. He is praying for us with all of that. And He gives us you know, the grace to be gentle, to be built in faith, to be full of steadfastness, patient endurance, and purity. And we need all of that, especially during these times. So we draw near to the Lord because He is our High Priest. He can sympathize with us and He wants us to be with Him in this feast of intimacy. And Polycarp actually did this. You know, during the time when he was uh, carried already for a sentence or dakpun uh, na si Polycarp, the guards who went to his house, he actually prepared a feast for them as well. No? Those who are coming to get him because he will be burnt alive in the Colosseum, he prepared a feast for them to a point that these guards said, are, are we in the right address? Is this, is this the right person whom we, we will be bringing to trial or to death? But because of the presence, intimacy of God in the life of Polycarp, knowing that Jesus is his eternal priest, there is this joy, this forbearance, steadfastness that this world could not understand. And the Lord wants us to have that as well when we come to Him in, uh, uh, in this intimate, intimate feast. The Lord assures us of that kind of love for God and love 
for others. Hallelujah! Atong palakpakan, ato ang ginoo. Praise God. Let us bow down our heads and let us pray. Father, we thank you. For you are our great high priest. Forever priest that is able to save us forever from the things of this world, from the temptations of this world. Pray, O Lord, that we will fully trust in you and draw near to you in this amazing feast that you have prepared for us. May we find a grand uh, uh, excitement, Lord, in coming to you. May our thirst and our hunger be quenched and filled. And may our awe and admiration of the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ be present as we draw near to you, our great high priest. To you be the glory and the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.